temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years, 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Make no mistake where you are. This is it. All right, everybody. Welcome. Sports Talk Saturday, my favorite day of the week because I get to be here for roughly two and a half hours with my good friend, my pal, Corey Griswold and you know just hang and and, and talk about we're, we're you know sports talk sports talk sports right in front of a microphone no less I uh, mean live on the radio you know the funny thing is every time I come into the studio I'm just expecting one day for like corporate or so, the, the you know the powers that be I sure. get here and the microphone just it just won't work that's right you're like nah Mm-hmm. You're cut. But You'll then, press the button and it'll zap you as soon as you press it. Right. Like, or it's like I'm wearing a shock collar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that's. I'm just been sort of waiting for that day. But um, today ain't that day, folks. It's plausible that both the Bills and Sabres are too good for that to happen. I I think that's very possible. I'm I'm pretty sure that where we are in the current you know landscape, the current environment, that um, they they need me in my takes right now. Let me. Can I ask you something? I would appreciate if you did. Yeah. Have sports times ever been better here? Ask me in three weeks. I think the only comparable time I can think of is 92-93, something like that, when mm. the Sabres were really good and looked like they had star power and looked like maybe they were going to make a push, and the Bills were going to Super Bowls at that time. That's the only comparable time I can think where everybody felt like, hey, at the same time, right? So 92-93, I would be... Yeah, we're like and pooping I'm, my pants. I'm ten, literally pooping at that time, my pants. Right? Yeah. So like pants pooping, and even at that point, people would have been like, "Yeah, the Sabers were good, and they had Lafontaine and Mulgillney, and they had Fuhrer and all this stuff." But also, they were like Montreal had Patrick Waugh. Yeah, like, right. There were other really good teams around them. They, that they were a wagon, but there were other wagon wheels. Like getting through Boston was a huge deal for that team, and then everybody got hurt doing it. But like. With the way the Sabres feel right now. They they got feels. And the way the Bills are actually legit, like the best in the NFL. Um, I really, like, I'm, I've talked with my friends about it, and like I'm wondering, like, is this, are we at the mountaintop right now? As high as you can get without the hardware. I hope that this isn't the mountaintop, because it is 
November. I I, I am hoping because here's the thing, right? Like yesterday, they lose to a, I think a very good, a very good Carolina Hurricanes. Really good. I mean, Carolina a very team. a very good team. I, that that that's just that's what they are. They got. It hurts me to say so. I don't like yes, admitting no, that Carolina's good. I despise that franchise. That's right. It's a, it's bitterness that I will carry to my grave. I have a I have a Doug Janik. A little a little shrine. To yeah, Doug shrine. Janik. That's right. Got some yeah. tarot cards around it. Tarot cards. Candles. Yes. Uh, and 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 I feel almost like it's the opposite of um, the uh, the doll that I have that I that I you know that what do they call those voodoo dolls? Uh, it's a Darius Kasparitis voodoo doll. My man got called up as like the eighth or ninth defenseman in a game seven and scored. Yes. Hero, hero that we deserved actually. Died it turned with out his face to the front. It God turned out him. we did actually deserve the hero, but we didn't. We didn't actually. We didn't get it. That's right. Um, denied the Doug denied ascendance. That's ripped from our dead, lifeless fingers. That's right. So the Sabers have a stretch of games here coming up, Corey. That you know, I think you're going to find out exactly kind of who they are. We talked about Carolina being a very good hockey team. It was five three yesterday. Effectively, it was a five two game. Effectively, it should have been you know four two when when you consider the empty net at the end of the game. Um, Tampa tonight. Paul Hamilton is going to join me here in about ten minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. I don't know. I'm not a good teller of time. <laughs> uh, he'll be around here in this hour, within the hour, uh, to talk about tonight's game. He's on his way to Tampa from Carolina. The Sabers will take on the Lightning on a mini two game road trip. They're back next week for a three. I'm sorry, a four game homestand. That features the Coyotes. <laughs> they get to play a Little League hockey team, which is always nice. And it's a good boost of confidence before they host a very, I'm sure, motivated and angry uh, yeah, Jack Eichel, um, who will definitely tweet out about how wings are terrible and that, <laughs> you know, Vegas fair is way better than Buffalo food. I wonder if he's over. Like, the, the no, Knights no are shot. good right now. He's he scored he scored a game winner a couple nights ago. He's a petty boy. Is he? He's as petty as us. Because I haven't. We I'm, were a perfect fit in that way. Well, we were. Folks. See, the Sabers. I'm sorry, Buffalo and Jack Eichel are like that couple that have too much in common, and they fight about everything because they always agree. Hmm. And nobody wants to be in a household where you just agree all the time. It's boring. Like now he gets to go. Now he's in in Las Vegas, you know, with the slot machines and the bright lights and the um, very clean roadways. I mean, incredibly clean. They they do a great job. Public works in Las Vegas. It's a lot of sand. Top notch. Top. Well, yeah, sand is 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 a cleaning. It's a it, it's used in cleaning. It's the desert. Yeah, but uh, a lot of golf courses for the desert, which is impressive. I'm actually, I'll be I'll be in Vegas in two weeks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna golf. I'm sure a very efficient use of water. I'm sure. Oh gosh, I mean they use cool. water they use water more efficiently than anyone in the world. There's like a body a week coming out of Lake I, Mead, but sure, I, that's the golf awesome. Are great. Listen, I, I like to it's 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 called reliving your history. You know, like you get to. Could you play an entire round of golf if the entire course was sand, except the greens? <sighs> No, I mean, so yes, you can't do like a lynx style course in the desert. In sand, <laughs> yeah, right. Just sand with green. <laughs> Just sand and cactus. I'm not sure that's something. Um, I can't. I see. I, I, I'm a greenside bunker guy. I, I, I can. I can hit out of the greenside bunker with the best of them. You, you put me in a fairway bunker. I'm lucky to get the ball out 15, 20 feet. Hmm. So you know, I just I hope for the best in that instance. So okay. not practical. Not practical. It would be like that Family Guy episode of golf. You know, we're having fun. 
Um, <laughs> I wouldn't be having fun, though, if it was just all sand. Um, so, yes, this week the Sabres are going to kind of learn, and we're going to learn a little bit about the Sabres team this week with the Lightning and then, obviously, the Coyotes. I think you could pretty much mark that a dub right now. I mean, they are a bad, bad hockey team. Um, then the Golden Knights on Thursday of next week, 7 p.m., puck drop against the Golden Knights. And then they follow that up with a Saturday evening game uh, in two weeks, So that's, or I should say next Saturday. The Bruins, who I think going into yesterday were 9-1. and one. I'm not sure uh, how things worked out for the Bruins last night. Did they win? They did. Uh, they won Thursday night. They play again tonight, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, the Boston Bruins are a wagon as well. I mean, they were 9-1. and one. They face, of course, the Maple Leafs tonight, so that shouldn't... That should uh, that should be great. They've got a nice little run of games here as they uh, make their trip to Buffalo. They've got a nice two game homestand. They play they they play the Blues and the Flames, and then they're home. I'm sorry, they get on the road to play the Sabers, and then they're back at home for a three game um, homestand against the Canucks, Flyers, and Blackhawks. So yeah, like the next couple of days, we're gonna find just a little bit more about this Sabers team, and and I think it's exciting because the thing you want to do with any time that you feel like. You have a Sabres team that you feel you want to be a little confident in. I I, kind of want to see him against these teams, these high-powered offenses. But more than anything, the veteran nature of these teams. I mean, you know, Tampa's won multiple cups. They've got Stamkos. They've got, you know, they've got got the goods. And obviously, so does Boston. They've got, you know, still got Bergeron playing at a high level. Pasternak and um, all these great players. And, you know, I think part of it's a measuring stick. You're still so early in the season. I mean, you're in month two of the NHL calendar, and I think the thing you want to continue doing is just putting them up against the league's best teams just so you get a feel of where they are. They're at 7-4 and four right now. The Tampa coming into this game, 6-4-1. and one. So records-wise, you know, they seem pretty close, but, I mean, this is, in, I think, an important matchup from a divisional perspective, but mostly... I think when you look at Tampa Bay, they're sort of the measuring stick for every team. It's not just the Sabres. They're a measuring stick for the league at large. And they're old. They've played a lot of hockey in the last three years. Sabres are not. Sabres are young, have not played a lot of hockey in the last three years, are are playing with an incredible amount of confidence. And to be able to stick with these teams that do have veteran presences, are older, are more established, and to be right there with them at the age they are. Like, that's... I would... If I was... Boston, if I was Tampa Bay, I'm looking into the future when I play the Sabres. It's like, okay, if they're decent now. That is the hope. And they're going to get better. Like, the Sabres are going to be a real pain in the butt. They're already a pain in the butt to play. The Sabres love to fight. Sabres do, yeah, they're 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 just the kind of team that plays until the whistle blows, yeah, like the, the, the the foghorn goes. Extremely cool. Yeah, and like they did that yesterday. I mean, they scored with literally .1 seconds left yesterday. Down three goals. So that's that's just kind of this team right now. And you know, the Atlantic Division at large, I mean, it's Boston kind of running away with it. They're ten and one right now. I mean, they're just they are as good as they they're as good as it gets in the NHL as it stands. Sabres are in second place in the Atlantic, lightning right behind them. This is a big game in terms of, you know, where standings end up here again. It's November, so I guess big game is is, you know, sort of in quotations. But, you know, with how poor it looks like the Red Wings are, I mean, the Red Wings just did not stand a chance against the Sabres. That was a tough game. For the Red Wings, the Maple Leafs slow start this year. They're five four and two. Um, they're they've got a, an even you know um, scoring differential. The Canadians aren't good, and the Senators I think are were hyped up to be a better team this year, and they haven't really been very good either. So this is an interesting division right now, and it's obviously the Lightning and the Bruins and the Panthers at the top. Can the Sabers find their way in there somewhere? And I think that's kind of where I'm going to continue to look. And um, I, I think a lot of people maybe anointed the Senators, but I think it was maybe a little early on that. 
So, uh, yeah, it's um, the next week or so we're going to learn a lot about the Sabres, and I think that's exciting. Um, you know, I, I'm i still maybe, like, the guy that's hedging a little, and I'm saying, like, I, if they lose to Boston and it's 4-3, you know, they lose the Boston 5-4 or something, and they keep it a close game and they score goals and they, they look like they are a team that hangs with them. I still am in the business of moral victories right right now. They're the supposed to lose to Boston. I think so. Yeah, they're not as good as Boston. They should lose. I to think them. so. I and think that's sa- right. And honestly, same with Tampa Bay. Like you, those teams are better than you. You should probably. What I want to know is, can they keep it close? Are, are they? Is the competitive advantage slimmer than it's been? Mm-hmm. That, that 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 those are the things right now that I think you could look at and say, uh, you know, I, again, you're right. I mean, they they probably should have lost to the Hurricanes. They're on top of the Metro Division. Like they're a good hockey team. They've got a seven-goal point differential right now, or a seven-seven-goal uh, goal differential right now. They're seven-two and one in the last ten. They're a good hockey team. So, yeah, I, I just I want to know that they can keep up with these teams. I want to know that they can stay right. competitive in these games. That that to me is, I think there are moral victories to be had this season. I'm still not expecting them exactly to be a, a playoff team. That might change over the next 30, 60 days or so. I said, like, ask me in three weeks yep. uh, how I feel about, you know, both of these franchises, the Bills and the Sabres, being, you know, maybe the most fun and as, as good as they've been um, in a very long time. I, I, I maybe want to hold my breath. Um, and not to say that I'm holding my breath on the Bills. I, there's high expectations for the Bills. They're very different places right now in the franchises. Like, you look at the Bills, you're, there's an expectation each and every week they should win. They, they are, are the Bruins. Right. It feels like they are the Bruins, maybe yes. without the hardware. So, you know, I, I, I think they are in different positions. But in three or four weeks, my, my mind could absolutely maybe turn from hedging to feeling actually quite good about the Sabres team. If they could, they pull out a victory. If they win one of the two, if they can beat Boston and or Tampa, they beat one of them, they go, they get two points out of that. I I think I'm thinking very differently about this hockey team. You know, it's for me, it really is about beating the teams you're supposed to beat. Yeah, it, yeah, it, right. It's like, because if but you... For, take, for a very long time, there was not many teams they were supposed to beat. Right. In fact, there might not have been any that they were supposed that's to right. beat. That's right. But with how we view them now, they should absolutely run uh, the Coyotes out of the building. Yes. You crush them. Yes. It's more important to me that you crush those teams and put them down, right? Like what you did to Detroit. Like what you do to Ottawa, what you do to uh, to the Coyotes, be better than them because you are supposed to be on the same pace as them. Prove you're better than them ahead of them. If you steal a point from Tampa Bay, if you steal a point from Boston, teams do that all the time. The if you're going to be better than the garbage behind you, be better than the garbage behind you. Yeah, like knock them dead. That proves to me because because Boston and Tampa Bay does that. Like that's what they did to us. Like, yes, so, that, like, is, that is right. I mean, it's exactly what they did to the Sabres. Yeah, be a good team in the NHL. Beat the pants off the teams that are worse than you. And the hope is that there are several of them this year. Yeah, that'd let's, be great. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Dan Tanawan is hanging out patiently. Dan, you're on Sports Talk Saturday. Welcome. What do you got for us? Hey, guys. How are you this morning? Great. Hey, first of all, real quick, props for your intro, best ever. You've combined two of my great passions, which is old school pro wrestling and 70s soft rock. So <laughs> that is ace. That's a great game. Thanks, uh, man. Although I think this is it was 1980. I think it went Grammy for best song. Anyways, <clears throat> point is, your um, idea about is this the uh, you know pinnacle of Buffalo sports? In my 48 years on, on Spaceship Earth, I'd have to say yes, and here's why. Um, yeah, you know, they got the talent on the Bills' end. Sabres developing it, it's, it's cool. They got the management in both areas, all over the place. That's recognized all over, all over the the NFL. But uh, more than anything, I would have to say culture, and mm. that's something that is recognized. I think you know more and more in sports today than ever. And it's rare though, 
it's not common, but just the, the, the vibe, whether it's, you know, uh, fans stepping up to help out, you know, Josh Allen, you know, fund or, uh, or Lamar Jackson, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that feeling, the family vibe, just like not just from the team, but from the community. It's like not only are we kicking butt all over the place, we're elite, but we're fun. There's, there's this sense of just – it's just a good, like I said, a good vibe. And I think that's why combined with the success we're having on the field or on the ice, um, there's that, which just makes it a great time to be, to be a fan. Yeah, no, I agree. And thanks for the call, Dan. I, I, I'll, I will say that it feels like <sighs> to use vibes. Yes. I think it's fine because the vibes are great. But I also feel like eventually we got to get over the like, this feels nice to just, it, it's good. Yeah. Right. And like, I think we're all sitting in the, this is, this feels good and the vibes are great and this is awesome and it feels good. It's fun to go to the barn on a, on a Thursday night at 7 p.m. again. And I, those are all important things. Um, I just think this, I think the franchise was in such a bad place for so long that the vibes was like kind of a minimum. Yeah, and the weight of losing was really the huge. Yeah, it was heavy. It was heavy. It was extraordinarily heavy, and the players wore it heavily on that team for a long time. Like guys having mental health crises for, from playing hockey in the city of Buffalo. Like it was a real, like legit mental crisis for some of the yes. people who played for that team. So it's difficult to say where vibes begin and where actual winning begins. Yeah, right. It's a very soft border and they kind of go hand in hand. And it's been blurred a little bit. Right. Because I think for so long there's just been such terrible vibes around the franchise that yeah. you'd go to a game and you're like there are 25 people in the stands right now and you know they're getting blown out 5 to 1 and you can't name a lot of the guys on the ice that's on a right. given night. There's not that connection with the players and that's why I think the vibes are are turning in the direction that they are now is there are identifiable players that a young kid can say, that's my favorite player, right? And and for the last five years, who, who is that going to be? It, you know what? It doesn't feel like the expectation of short-term dudes. Like you mm. would have, like, drought, like there's even the term drought guys. These, yeah, these right. These dudes who, like, they, you know, you play a trivia game on the station, and it's like, how many guys have worn 16? And you're just like, who are these people? But even when they were on the team, nobody expected them to be lifers for the Sabres. Like, that's not the... That's not the space the team occupied. Guys like Tuck, guys like Krebs, guys like Cousins, guys like you know Paterka, guys like Quinn. There's an expectation like you could be thinking of these guys for ten years, if the cards are played right for the Sabers. There isn't that like haze of drought that is covering this team, even though they haven't not broken the drought yet. Yeah, like that hasn't taken place. This team it can, has not could still be in a drought for two or three years, but for some reason that haze hasn't stuck to them. And it isn't because they're winning. I mean, they're kind of winning they now, are but it's kind of winning. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's 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 a very odd cultural thing to be in this space. It might be bleed over from the Bills a little bit, and the Sabers have been open and honest about trying to import that culture to them. It might be about the kind of attitude and the kind of you know way they present themselves to each other and to the city. There's a lot of transparency with how those guys interact on that team. The Sabers have been pretty forward with like yeah. you know all the looking to the Bills and a lot of this and stuff. all the yeah. social media they produce, all the videos they produce, like your ability to see like who they are and what they do. Like they've kind of done a very good job on the social media front, on the public relations Agreed. front, on that. Agreed. Um, and those are things you take for granted. Because for a long time, again, it's just you start to see. I have a better sense I'll, of Alex Tuck 
who's oh, been yes. here very briefly, than I ever did of Jack Eichel, who was here for a long time yes. and was the face of the franchise. Yes. And I don't think that's an accident. No, I don't either. And, you know, it's it's easy and it's it's sort of funny to think back to, to, to hear the general manager of this team say, you know, we want guys that want to be here. And that's like, that that's when you know you're down bad. Oh yeah, you know, like it, it's like you know, you're the guy who's been in a, been divorced three times, and you're out there proclaiming, "I just want someone that wants to be with me." Yes, does that imply there's people who don't? Right, like <laughs> I, my fourth wife, she's gonna want to be with me. Like I'm not doing this dance again, and that's kind of unlike how... Lou, who's on wife number two. Right, right, <sighs> Big Lou, he's that's on right. he's on number two. Yeah, um, I, it it is that thing for me that that was sort of your baseline requirement. Was just like find me some people that are like volunteering to come play here. Yeah, and you got that in Alex Tuck. I mean, he was the first one of consequence that you trade for. You bring him in, and the first thing he does is talk about how much he wants to be here and talks about you know his time at growing up as a Sabers fan. And like those were the little things. You're like, okay, I, I, he is doing. He's saying the things that Kevin Adams said was important to him. Yeah. So okay. You know what? Knock one off the list. I can appreciate that. Good. I mean, that that makes me feel better that they have a guy here that actually wants to be here. There are two cool. guys I awesome. think about this with. I think about Dalin, who had every right to quit to with do how his just the same was going. the same way that Jack Eichel, you know, just like did not want to for be, sure. Just and quit's not the right word because Eichel didn't quit on hockey. I but would he agree. Did yeah. quit on like it's going to work here. Yeah, and. Darlene has not given up on that at all, and you can see it in his leadership on the team. I think about Lukanen, because his development has not been easy and has been rocky, and I don't know what he thinks right now being in Rochester, but I wonder if he looks at how the Sabres are now and how the, that vibe has changed on that team, and I, feel, I wonder if that makes him want to be a part of it. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know his makeup. I don't know any of that. Yep. But I wonder if what the Sabres are trying to make in terms of vibes and culture draws people out of that kind of hazy darkness that can that losing can just kind of weigh on you like that. And it with the thing with losing and perpetually losing is there's an expectation of losing now. Is you go into a season and you expect to lose. Right. And I think that's for a very long time what this franchise dealt with was players and and it's easy to to, to point to culture and I don't know that anybody here in this city ever cared or believed that culture and the talk that you heard from general manager after general manager and head coach after head coach at each franchise, the Bills and Sabres, I'm not sure that anybody really took anybody that said the word culture in their opening press conference seriously. I think it was a disqualifying word. Yeah. For a very long time. Like Rex Ryan and... and Everybody and says it. Everyone says it. So when you hear Sean McDermott go up there and sort of that be the 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 whole point of his... His introductory press conference. It wasn't like you know, no playoffs. We're going. We're we're going. Get ready. We're going. Like a, <laughs> like that. That wasn't McDermott. You know, right. like very different from the previous guy, the blowhard that's on ESPN now. So, yeah, it's it is. I think in a lot of ways a a reminder that things can matter that you don't think matter when they actually matter. It's yeah. Right? I mean like in with culture, it didn't matter cuz you didn't have it. There are so many different parts to it from so many different individuals in so many different ways that are subject to so many different variables of their behavior and their emotional state based on what's happening around them that you can't manufacture culture. 
No, it's not manufacturable. No, you need all the parts to be right at the right time, and it's almost purely it's by It's maybe chance. the most organic part of sports. Yes, 100%. Because you can have talent. Talent is the thing that, A, can manifest itself by on its own. You have an individual player who is a very good and talented player. You can have organizations that prop talent up, that right. develop players from a baseline to a, you know, and, and to reach their quote ceiling, right? Like you can do that in a vacuum in every franchise and you can have a team full of really good players or really great and very talented players and win a lot of football games, win a lot of hockey games, win a lot of basketball games, win a lot of baseball games, whatever your sport is, right? Like you can have talent, but the consistent winners, the sustainable winners of the worlds, of each of those sports worlds, right? They tend to have something that everybody says they have but can't quite explain. Yeah. It's this this draw. And I, for the first year or two, kind of wanted to just be like, oh, By the tell way, me about the whole we love each other thing in the o- Bills locker room. It's okay if you can't define it. Because, yeah, right. No, that's kind of the whole point. Right. Because it's in, undefinable. In the NFL, they. They can't even draft quarterbacks. Yeah, right. Like most right. quarter, like look at all the the quarterbacks' careers who have just fallen apart around Josh Allen at the same time he was drafted. When when there's so much focus and so much science and so much money put into getting the right quarterback at that time, and it still mostly doesn't work. How are you going to be able to define something way more nebulous and undefinable as culture? Like if you can't get quarterback right in the NFL when everything rests on it. So you can't expose it to analytics. You can't expose it to scientific data. And therefore, you can't predict what kind of impact it has on your team. And you also can have great culture and not be good at winning. Of course. I might want to point to Detroit in this. I feel like Detroit, the Lions, like feels like they have got a good culture. Yeah, exactly. But they stink. Yeah, they stink. And Absolutely. You, what they're trying to do is overcome an underlying culture of losing. That that idea that you walk into the building every Monday morning thinking like, we got no shot this week. Right. You know, like, I think the Sabres dealt with that for a very long time, and now they've got some good, talented young players. They've got a head coach that resonates, that develops, that they look to and they trust and they understand and they yeah. communicate with. And the same is said about the Bills. But, like, if you don't have Tage Thompson, if you don't have Josh Allen – um, cool. Culture's very warm and fuzzy, but like, it's not everything, but it's an important aspect to when everything else is right and built correctly, culture is the propelling factor. Yeah. Pa- Paul talked about this a lot in the past couple of seasons with the Sabres, how like when the pressure was on, they just couldn't handle it. They would make bad decisions. They just, they would lock up. They would freeze. Like they just couldn't process when games would get close with good teams and but if that, I don't know what that is, if that's an underlying thinking of, like, we don't belong in this spot. Suddenly we're here. Oh, my God, what do we do? This Sabres team, I think, can absolutely – they think they can beat Tampa Bay. Yeah. They go into that game tonight, and they're like, yeah, we can absolutely win this game, of course. And they play like it. And when that pressure's on, I don't think they react the same way as previous Sabre teams have done. And you can see it in the third period. They're scoring people like crazy in the third when things, get, when things are tougher. They nail empty nut goals all the time. When they have an opportunity to bury an empty net goal, they hit it. And, like, that should be appreciated because there are plenty of iterations of Sabres teams that could not do that to save their life. Save their damn life. And the Sabres just put people down when that is there. They pull their goalie with the point of having an extra dude on the ice specifically so the Sabres don't get the puck back. That's the point. And the Sabres then get the puck and put it in the opponent's net. 
like gain possession when the odds are stacked to get them and put it into the net. That's hard to do. And the Sabres now do that easily. And they never used to be able to do that. It's just... It's the low-lying fruit. Can you just do the little things? Right. That, like, part of it's like the bare minimum. But it's not, it's not even low-lying. You no, it's... literally taking a face-off in your zone, and they got six guys, and you got five. <laughs> but you get the puck and get it out. Yeah. That's not and easy. Yet, and the, the, the Zemgis Gergensen's play is probably the best example of a changing tide. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean it's... I mean, like, the fact that they now can be like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, they got an extra guy. I don't care. Just go through him. It's great. To have that kind of mentality, that mindset of like, no, we're gonna we're gonna win. Just a simple act of belief, again, which is indefinable and absolutely impossible to predict. And it's, and by the way, culture, we're talking about you know Sabers culture, and and the Sabers play the Bruins in a couple of days here. Do you see the the Bruins what they did this week? I did not see what the Bruins. They signed Mitch Miller. Who is Mitch Miller? He was drafted by the Coyotes okay. and then let go because a story because of downsizing. Story came out that Mitch Miller in middle school and high school. Oh, I know this. Bullied a disabled classmate oh, of his. Oh, yes. Now, yeah, and that's the, right. The Bruins signed him. Ooh. Yeah, great. Uh, we're going to take a timeout. P. Ham, Paul Hamilton on the other side. He is going to help me preview Sabres Lightning tonight, 7 p.m. Puck drop, 6 p.m. Uh, you'll have 6 p.m. pregame with Brian Koziel here on WGR. So, Paul Hamilton joins us next in the Western Hotline here on WGR. Sal Capaccio takes you behind the scenes on Buffalo Bills game day with Sal's All Access. Watch it live on WGR's Facebook page. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 